You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Small Business Made Simple, where we take the complex theories and strategies and make them simple to understand and put into action. My name is Tim Kroll. I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, and your co-host for today, and I'm excited to jump into today's topic. Leadership. Today is, I'm actually super excited because we've got my friend, Matt Clark. He is a certified John Maxwell coach, certified human behavior, behavior specialist with DISC. Man, you've worked in NASCAR as a high-performance pit crew coach, which frankly, I have no idea what that means. So I'm anxious to hear about that. But most important is the fact that I, I can call you a friend. Uh, we're going to be talking about specifically the leadership aspect and personalities and a lot of these different things. So I'm excited to jump into this. So welcome, Matt. I'm glad you're here. What is a pit crew coach? Hey, Tim, thanks for having me. Um, listen, Listeners, do not hold it against him. We are good friends. He, he's not doing this. This is because, you know, we're actually good friends here. But, um, no, I'm, Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, our friendship means more than the world to me. So uh, that's number one. But then our professional relationship, um, working in the same coaching circles, et cetera. So it is my pleasure and honor to be joining you today on this leadership broadcast. So to answer your question, I get asked this quite a bit. What is a NASCAR pit crew coach? Well, if you're familiar with NASCAR, I was the coach, the high performance coach that worked with the pit crew athletes that changed the tires, put fuel in the car in uh, all under uh, 10 and 11 seconds. So that was my <laughs> life for 15 years. You want to talk about tight margins of hundredths of a second, tenths of a second between good and bad. I get it. So I understand wow. tight margins. Uh, I'm a small business owner myself. I grew up uh, in a family-owned business, so I'm a blue-collar guy at heart. So small business to me is the heartbeat of America. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I love seeing something, solving a problem. And when we, when we boil, it down, boil, boil it down, Tim, um, leadership is one of my favorite topics. As a John Maxwell coach, if you're familiar with leadership at all, right, one of, one of the leading gurus is John Maxwell. So um, I'm thrilled to be on the podcast today and uh, anxious to talk about some of the, the, the cool things that we can unpack for your listeners. Yeah, I, I, I really, truly want to just kind of turn the floor over to you, let you go ahead and share your wonderful wisdom. I know we've talked on the phone hours and hours, so I'm really excited for the audience to hear some of that awesome wisdom as well. So I'm just going to let you turn it over. I'm, I'm going to just turn it over to you, let you take the floor, and then... I may pop in with a question here or there if I if I see something or whatever. But for the most part, dude, the floor is the floor is yours. Well, listen. So that's a that's a whole lot of pressure on me, Tim. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have enough content, you know, for, for the for the uh, podcast. But here's what I would like, though. So I'll meet you halfway. Let's have a dialogue. You and I'm I have always have fantastic conversations. Um, you know, spitballing. But let's talk leadership. Um, I'm going to give you my defini definition of leadership. Let's start there. 
and then let's talk about what leadership is and then some of the things that's important to me. So in a nutshell, Tim, um, I see leadership as influence. So again, if we look at um, different types of leadership, and we talk about positional leadership, we talking about you know production management, um, sometimes those are lumped into leadership. And in, in some respects, mm. in positional, yeah, they're in a leadership position, right? But at its most fundamental place, to me, leadership is influence. And interesting, you don't have to have position to have leadership ability or to exude leadership. How many times have we seen people um, that are basically... I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm sensitive here, but they're, they're the common folks, they're rank and file, the worker bees, but you're like, wow, that person is special. They've got people that listen to them and mm. follow their lead, quote unquote. So to me, leadership is influence and you, you, you earn it. It is truly earned. You cannot demand someone to follow you. Right. So you can walk around saying I'm the best leader in the world, but if you look behind you, you've got no followers. Guess what, Chuck? <laughs> You need to hop in the truck because you're not a leader. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it brings to mind John Cotter, who is the leading expert on change management and things like that. And one of the key elements that he always says in there is you better know who your leaders are in your company because they may not be the people in the positions of leadership. It could be the blue collar worker who's been on the ground turning a wrench for 30 years, he could be the most influential leader in an entire company. If you don't catch that, you'll never change the culture, the environment of the company. And I think that goes right along with what you're just saying. That's so true. No doubt. And I think as small business owners, we get lost in the minutia, right? Because sometimes we're the salesman, we're the CEO, we're the bookkeeper, we're all the marketer, we're all of these things, right? And we've got a few folks working for us, you know, maybe five, 10, depending, 20, it's easy to lose sight of people because you're yep. always in the system. You're in the process, you're in the building. And I think for small businesses to, to find good leaders early is huge. So when you find a keeper, uh, a unicorn, begin to develop them, help them to become aware of what leadership is, what it looks like, how to live out being a true servant leader. And, and again, part of the definition for, for me and I know for you, Tim, is servant leadership. The principle, and you've heard, or I can't remember, I can't, who wrote the book, um, but, you know, leaders eat last. And you've heard that quote, and, and oh, someone yeah. wrote a book on it, I believe, right? And that's true. Uh, leaders are not out front. Leaders are typically behind pulling the strings, raising people up. And as a small business owner, finding the time and the capacity to say, listen, I've got some good people here. How do I, number one, retain them? Number two, keep them plugged in in the business so they feel like they have upward mobility. And that happens when you begin to develop their leadership ability and their awareness to seeing what leadership looks like. So as small business owners, I think that's one thing when it comes to people, because you and I know, Tim, we're in this space where we're coaching small business owners one of the bottlenecks probably the major bottleneck is people it's typically not sales not marketing because we could typically buy our way out of that stuff we can kind of you know uh, get programs get advice but people 
are the true bottleneck because you and I both have clients and we've talked about this, that we know if they had just two or three more clutch people, leaders in their organization, they would go from, you know, 900, a million to 2 million, 3 million, so much more quickly. So developing people early and putting people systems first is right there behind establishing your business, building your budget, all the small business practices, you know, your CRM that, that we talk about, but really working on your people systems is huge. And then developing leaders within that um, is a whole nother project, but it's so worthwhile because you know, as well as I do, Tim, when people pour into you, there is a, an allegiance. There is a sense of, wow, you know what? Tim is poured into my life. I might get an offer for a dollar more an hour or 50 cents more an hour or an extra week of vacation. But you know what? It doesn't compare to the value add as me as a person. And again, small business owners, we're so afraid of developing people and skill sets that they're going to take over our business or become a competitor in the marketplace. To me, there is no greater um, honor then having someone say, hey, you know what, you've trained me well, Sensei, it's time for me to open up my own dojo. And I'm not even in, in, in that space, but that's <laughs> right. the metaphor I'm using, Tim. Um, but, you know, the student now becomes the teacher. Uh, and that, to me, is really also part of that leadership mindset. And I think you would agree that leadership is a mindset. It is a lifestyle. It is it is a passion and without getting too hookier, it's almost an organic type of um, being in some respect. In other words, it's, it's, it's almost like a living, breathing entity leadership um, because it fosters so much growth, so much life. And I know it's just a result of actions by humans, um, but I think when we make the emotional connections, we touch people in their hearts and in their minds, and we empower them. Um, not getting too deep here, but even on a spiritual plane, there's like this connectedness um, that it becomes more of a, a, a kind of organic type of uh, cosmic type of deal. So anyway, I don't want to get out there too far. There, but There's so much to unpack here. So let me see if I can just understand, because there's like a lot of awesome pieces that you just dropped right there. It was like, boom, 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 boom. It came into the quick fire. So if you're listening, you might want to rewind and just listen to what Matt had to say, because there's a lot of great stuff there. So here's a couple of things. Number one, based on what you were saying, you were saying the only path for growth for a small business is to develop people. You can have systems and you can have all of these other things and CRMs and all of these other gadgets and gizmos to manage things. But developing people is the path to allow your business to grow. Is that what you were saying? I would say to that is probably, yeah, 100% because it all rises and falls with people. Okay. Our businesses are great and, and our models are great and all the analytics are there, but the execution comes with people. Right. So then the question is, if we know that that's the path to success, the path to be able to grow our business, how? How do we develop people? As a small business owner that's basically pulled in 5,000 different directions, who has a to-do list that's five miles long, you know, every day there's going to be things that you have to push till the next day. How do you 
create what you call people systems. You said that was almost your first, the biggest point is people systems. So how do we go about doing that? How do we understand people? Uh, it, you already hit one of yeah. the objections that we were talking about. So that's the third aspect is you, you said we're a lot of, a lot of the business owners are afraid to develop people because they're afraid that they're going to take over the business or they're afraid they're going to be competition. That's always an objection. That's what we hear from a business owner. Like I can't develop people because I'm afraid they're going to take everything I have. So that's an objection and you're, we, we got to handle that. We got to figure out what to do with that, but how do we create people systems? What do we need to do? What's a, what's something that we can put into action? Okay. So I'm going to say a couple things here. You might have to rewind me again, but I'll <laughs> answer that with one or two points. Um, we have to have an abundance mindset first. So if we build our business with a scarcity mindset, now I'm not talking about fiscal responsibility. I'm talking about a scarcity mindset then we are going to make decisions based on that mindset. If we have an abundance mindset, we're going to make better decisions for people based on an abundance mindset. I like to start um, two areas. You mentioned DISC, right? The DISC, which is the uh, personality styles, personality profiles. I don't want to dive too much into that. But it starts with your why as a business owner and understanding yourself. So having self-awareness. Once you have self-awareness of how you're wired, how you communicate, et cetera, the second thing, the second biggest thing for me when working with a company is helping them develop and live out their core values. So two areas of core values. You should have personal core values and you should have your business core values. Right? So those are the two things. Um, when you have that, then you can say, okay, how can I recruit to that? So using your core values as a measuring stick, um, it starts in the recruiting process in those first touches, getting people that are quote unquote buying into you. And I think we have to understand Tim, that we work so hard to get customers, but we have to work as hard or more hard or harder, that's better English. We have to work harder um, getting employees. And we have to market to them, sell to them, close to them, and have an employee life cycle, right? And I, I, we've all been guilty of just hiring someone because they're a good person, they're fit, you know, and they, they for, the, for the short term, they're great. But we all want to have value. We all want to go somewhere. Now, some folks, they want to come in, do the same thing every day, go home, have their weekends free, no headache, no hassle. Other folks want more. Other folks want way more than that, right? So it really starts in recruiting and then developing core values. And then once you get your core values embedded is, yeah, the, the busy business owner, how do we do that? I would begin to just let them encourage them to start to read two or three simple leadership books and start the mentorship process. 
Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. You basically are telling and explaining how to create the foundation off of which to develop people, which you talked about right. the abundance mindset. You talked about self-awareness and then developing your core values. And then you recruit to what you've already discovered about yourself. That's the foundation. That's the, the structure upon which you build your people systems. And I don't want anybody to miss that because that's a really core key foundational principle that a lot of people, they want the tip or the trick and they skip over that foundation piece. No, Tim, and again, we are, we attract who we are, mm -hmm. right? It's the law of magnetism. And I believe even Maxwell has, and in, 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 um, I think fifth, his 15 irrefutable laws of leadership, something like that. But basically we, we attract who we are. And we have to say, listen, I want to attract rock stars. So, you know, I need to work on being a rock star. I need to work on myself first. And it is so hard. I know it because I'm working with so many small business owners. They're fried. They are tired. They're stressed out. They want to grow, but they don't know how. And then they're bottlenecked at people. But until we take time to self-care, develop ourselves, we will not be impactful leaders in our workplace. So mm -hmm. let me just, I'll kind of step back into the conversation. So we talked about getting them dialed in with some books. What I would do as a small company, as a business owner, I would get on the same page with them. In other words, I would say, hey gang, listen, we're gonna read you know, either the five little levels of leadership by Maxwell. Um, there's a lot of good, Brendan Bouchard, there's a lot of good people uh, that are giving great, Insightful leadership, right? So um, I'm partial to Maxwell just because I've read so much of his stuff and, and, and part of that network. But the point being, finding people, and then maybe once every two weeks, you have a leadership mini summit. You have a small meeting. Like, hey, listen, I know we start at eight o'clock, seven fifteen. Grab your coffee. We're going to take thirty minutes. And we're going to talk leadership. If you want to be a leader and develop yourself. What is this book saying to us? And you don't have to have all these certificates. You don't have to have all this training. The, the book explains it. So you just walk through some of these books. Hey, what'd you learn this week? Okay, what can we apply this week? Or what did you apply? And when, again, if you build out your core values with some of these things in mind, and you are using your core values every day, like we should, either acknowledging core values, measuring against core values, or living out core values, then you're able to say to people, hey, listen, you know what? You know, I don't know if that was very integrous. What do you mean? Well, one of our core values is integrity. You know, 
you didn't do this or you did that. And that's just not one of our core values. And it's a teaching moment and people become self-aware of, wow, okay, you know what? Yeah, that that's, and true leadership to me is obviously all the things we talked about, including the self-awareness to make change because self-leadership is the hardest. You're working on a, a workout program right now, 75 hard, right? A di- <laughs> you know, discipline, diet, all this thing. Me, you know, I've been on and off again, right? We, we talked about that. But it's, but it's the self-discipline. Leading yourself first, that's what you have to work and master. And when you learn to do that, you can help other people do it themselves as well. That is so true. And can I add one more thing to that? Because I think this is something that I'm learning currently with this whole 75 hard when I am consistent and doing something, it builds a lot of self-confidence. And I then believe I can do more. And as a leader, that gives me the ability to then feel more confident when I'm talking with those that are looking for influence or looking for leadership or looking for development. So just a little quick note on that self-development. That's, I'm amazed at how much confidence grows when you stay consistent with things. So, Tim, you tapped into something I used to work with my high-performance athletes with. Um, and, and this is the formula to performance. It is consistency equals plus confidence equals performance. See, mm. sometimes, again, I'm talking about tire changers, guys who are hitting five lug nuts off in like six-tenths of a second. Accuracy matters. Um, you know, pit stops, you know, in, in, in 11 seconds, all choreographed. It's crazy. But you can't, you can be the most confident person in the world and still fail there. The confidence only comes in doing the work. I'm working with a young golfer right now. And and one of the things that we're working on, I had him go back and look at, try to count how many strokes, putts that he's done. He's only 12 years old, but he started swinging a golf club at four. How many times, you know, how how many strokes, right? He's probably, I don't know, maybe a million to a million. I I don't even know when when you do the math putts and bags of uh, buckets of balls, et cetera. And my point, the takeaway to him was trust the work. When you trust the work, you put the work in like you're doing at 75 hard. You trust your work. That leads to the confidence. And then that confidence allows you to perform in key areas. You can't be cocky and long-term have the performance. You, it has to be backed up through the consistency of daily reps daily discipline, all the things that you need to do. And when you impart that wisdom on your employees, they get it. They're like, ah, okay. That's why for, for me and in my world, you know, 15 minutes early is on time, on time's late. That's how we, that's how we rolled. And that mentality, that's a leader's mentality. That is like, Hey, listen, I'm not going to leave. I'm not leaving it till the last minute. I'm taking care of business. So again, the leadership mindset, it starts with you, small business owner, then trickle down. No, no, listen, I'm going to just, here's, here's a throat punch right now, right? If you think you're going to build good people in a great organization with the culture that you want, it may be profitable, you may make money, but if you have a culture that you want and something that you're proud of, it starts with you. And your DNA, when you become distanced from it, your DNA is trickled down. But if you don't establish that, it will have its own DNA and it probably will not look like what you want it to look like. Man, give us that formula one more time. What is that formula that you said? The consistency? Consistency leads to confidence. Confidence leads to performance. I love that. 
I love that. Yeah. And, and I use that so many times while coaching these athletes um, because they would get frustrated. I'm like, put in the work, get the consistency. We would make them close their eyes. We would make them do all of these things because you build the confidence. And then you begin to only see that it's positive. You, you block out the negative. And it's that, again, whether it's team meetings, Tim, whether it's hard conversations, those are all things that leaders have to do. And, and the only way that you get experience, the only way you get reps is to get reps. <laughs> and it's not pretty. But once you get reps and having hard conversations and leading people and, and beginning to figure out your leadership style, and let's face it, right? You and I are wired very similar. So we kind of lead out front. We're high D's. We're high I's. We can, we can charge a hill. We can bandage them up. We can have fun. Other people lead differently. And just because you're not, you can lead and not be vocal at all. You can simply lead by a few words, by your mannerisms, by, by your core values. So don't think that you have to be outspoken, you know, always on the go, flapping your gums, all the things that we attribute to like, you know, uh, a Tony Robbins and we, we, and we see Grant Cardone and we think all oh, these people are so up and awesome. There are people that are leading. Mother Teresa. Yes. Mother Teresa is an unbelievable leader. She was poor. But she was a leader because you know what? She had influence. Lots so let's not, you know, you know, the challenge for our folks is to understand what leadership is. And truly, it's not positional. It's all about your heart and being a servant. Yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway. And what I love most, it always comes back to the action because action shows authenticity. And that, yeah. that action, I mean, people know, you can say all you want, and that's what typically a positional leader does, is they use their words, they say, do this, do that. That's typically the positional leader, but what you're suggesting in the building of a people system starts with that authenticity, with that action, and being true to your core values. So that's, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and, and so uh, your personal core values, mine I'll share it with this and then we can go wherever you want to go with this, Tim. But well, we're going to have to close it out because we're running. Okay. So here's, here's mine. Mine, I'm a pit crew coach, right? So my personal core values are PIT passion, integrity, transparency. Live life with passion, be integrous. And you know what? Sometimes I've been accused of being too transparent, but I'd rather be transparent than be a phony. Yeah. I love that. That's so awesome. So, all right. Any parting nuggets, wisdom, pieces, something that you just like, it's on the tip of your tongue and you just got to say it. So I'm, I'm giving you a chance. Other than that, I, I can't give you much more than that. No, I, I just teed up. I mean, leadership can be learned. Mm. All right. Some people are born natural leaders, right? They come out of the womb and they're bossy, but that's not real leadership. That's the ability to tell people what to do and what you think. Yeah. Leadership is influence. And if you can learn to be influential by, you know, Maxwell says that you, 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 get, you get people's hand by winning their heart. Win the heart first, then you can get the hand. Yeah. So anyone can be a leader. It's not for a select few. It's folks who want to work hard, put the time in, and develop themselves. That's so awesome. All right. So if somebody in our audience, they just heard this, they're like, man, I got to get connected with Matt Clark. How do they go about getting connected with this awesomeness that you are? All right. So uh, they can hit me at um, mattclarkmc.com. 
my website, my new website, hopefully it'll be launched by then. Um, and it will that's be. We've got a track, man. You're going to have it. So I got, I got clarkmc.com. Yep, mattclarkmc.com. And that's my Twitter handle as well and uh, Facebook. And so mattclarkmc. All right, because so we'll make sure we get 3, that in the news. Huh? There's, there's 3,000, 4,000 Matt Clarks who want to get on Facebook, but, you know, Matt Clark MC, that's me. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure we get that in the notes and um, make sure that we get some stuff in a profile pic of your smiling face. That way we can match everything up and make sure that you're, you're getting the right Matt Clark because there's a lot of Clarks in the United States, so I want to make sure we get connected right. All right. So, but man, I appreciate all that you've done. I appreciate our conversations. I appreciate the knowledge that you've just shared. Um, it's, it's truly an incredible fact that I get to call you friend. I, I'm, I'm honored to be able to do that. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to show up here in, in great ways. Tim, uh, I feel 100% the same. Uh, I appreciate you. Value you probably more than I, I share, but you're a wonderful man, a human being. Thanks for having me on, buddy. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.